1: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners,
0: entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons
1: and people doing cool shit. Hello, Tully Louise. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations.
0: We Um, are in the studio again. We are in the studio, and it, it has become our second home, and this week we also launched, like, a podcast we're
1: producing yeah so Sarah and I have been podcasting since 2020 yep I feel like we're definitely like been in it for a minute um and it's been such a fun journey we love doing our own show curious conversations but we had an amazing opportunity to help produce another show so it's called the modern doula and we did have the um modern doula Vanessa on our podcast Yep. So head out, check it out
0: on Apple and Spotify. And this is like for the gals out there, maybe a little bit too too much information. But the first episode just dropped, and it's to do with um, pelvic floor, mm-hmm.
1: and it's not just specific to pregnancy. Yeah. You- so I was so I was listening because obviously we're in the studio, and there's a little separate room where you can hear the recording while it's happening. And I was like listening away and I was, and obviously I'm pregnant, so I found it super interesting. Mm. But there were so many elements of that that is so helpful for any female who is not pregnant because pelvic floor is important. Like you've all probably sneezed before and wet your pants a little bit. Sarah's like, no, but I definitely have. So I feel like it's really
0: important, but it was a really great episode. Um, And, yeah, you taught me how important it is. And then the statistic, like one in four women <gasps> end up in nursing, nursing homes, homes because they get a prolapse.
1: Which is crap I think there's another word for it. I can't remember what it is. It starts with S, but I can't remember um, but yeah, that was a statistic. And I was in the room and I was like shocked. So, um, women over 80, I think it was one in four women or whatever it was over 80, essentially can think very well, mm. can talk well, memory's amazing. But the one reason why they end up in nursing homes is because they can't hold their butt flat up.
0: So terrifying. Where we say, like, do your pelvic floor exercises, like
1: I'm doing mine right now, do them. But also they, on the episode as well, they actually teach you how, there's a few breathing exercises and stuff that they do, which was great. Um, and they teach you actually how to engage engage your pelvic floor, which I think is super important because I think I'm doing it, but I don't know if I'm doing it. Yeah. So it was a really great episode. Vanessa also has a whole bunch of guests on. Um, she's got an obstetrician. She has a personal, birth- personal stories. Personal story, which had us crying. Um, it's just a really great podcast. If you're a female and interested in birth, or you want to be pregnant one day or you are pregnant or if have been pregnant, I think it's such a really educational podcast Mm. and we're super, super excited to be a part of it. Yep. And it's been very fun. It's always fun to broaden our resumes. I don't know. you could say that. I don't know, like broaden our resumes. I'm kind of the person – I get bored doing the same thing all the time. So it's a really good opportunity for Sarah and I to learn, grow and – work in the podcast industry. Just
0: dip our toes somewhere else.
1: Yeah. What a fitting
0: entry for our guest this week who is our mentor Harrison. It has no correlation at all. <laughs> <You> <laughs> like no pelvic floor all that. I'm like that oh was god. just a live
1: update of what we've yeah, been up to. Yeah god.
0: But we had Harrison on yeah. And we've had Harrison on before and we speak about his first episode because it was very popular and quite a few people reached out to him mm-hmm. and have worked with him previously. And we're like, great, H, like you gave us the key takeaway from last episode. What do people do next, though?
1: Yeah. And I think for Harrison, and we work closely with Harrison, he's changed our business a lot, mm. <laughs> changed our mindset a lot, and changed the way that we work a lot. So I think it's really and really valuable episode and if you haven't listened to the first one go back and listen because it is great but I think it's a really valuable episode to really understand the ins and outs of not in but I just think it's great for you to get deep down into your business and see what is actually happening and why it's happening and you
0: you said you might think you've got a cash flow problem and he might be like and we speak about this Mm. you don't have a cash flow problem maybe you had a volume ordering problem problem, like we break that all down. We talk about restaurants. Like, Harrison does not just work in fashion. the fashion industry. Like, we know he's working with a big company in China. Mm, we cafes, know like, Exactly. Like, he, he's the man when it comes to business consulting.
1: Yeah. And I think also, like, if you don't run a business, it's still a valuable episode, mm. 100%. So we had him on today. We love having Harrison on. I always walk away learning a lot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think this is a great episode. I think if you're going to listen to this, listen to it and then listen to it again but with a notepad. Yes, agree. I think that's a really good idea. I'm definitely going to listen to it again with a notepad and just write some notes down. We hope you enjoy. We hope you're well. And yeah. Oh, next week we have a really exciting guest too.
2: Oh. I'm really
1: excited. I mean, I'm always excited for all our guests, but he's a regular and I'm so excited. Don't give it away too much. I know, I'm not going to, but I'm so excited because it's probably one of my favorite episodes. And he's one of our favorite humans. Ever. (laughs) No, not ever, but it's like, well, I mean, yes, ever. But it's a really fun episode and I'm excited to record it. Enjoy. Ciao. Welcome, Harrison. Again, we have you for the second time on the podcast can't quite see you because Sarah's head's in the way but hi how are you? Good how are you? <laughs> Good. I'm adjusting your
0: audio levels as always because Tom will come on and then she'll just start talking I, louder than usual. I speak really
1: close to the microphone but Harrison we have you on again we wanted to do a part two of the episode that we originally did with you. Yep. Um. And
2: Sorry it took so long.
1: Oh sorry that's okay. <laughs> um, For people who don't know what the first episode was about yeah on. well so the first episode that we did with you was about business mm. and how you've helped us grow our business and how you've helped other brands grow and brand identity and there was so much in that episode that was jam-packed. But we kind of wanted to have you on again just to talk about a few things and just see where the conversation goes. Cool. I think one of my key takeaways from
0: that episode was your comment that if you don't know how to read a profit and loss sheet, then you're not a business owner. Yep. And I think that slapped a lot of people in yep. the face. Yeah. yeah, I
2: felt bad after it, you know. No, it, it's it, it It was one of those ones where I was like, this is just completely transparent yeah. and this is just you know sometimes you need to hear the hard shit mm. um but it's true you know and if if your listeners most of them are probably entrepreneurial <laughs> and and most of them uh, either are decision makers or own a business and it's i i i definitely still do implore them to to understand that cuz at a fundamental level are you you know are you making sales and what happens at the end of it? Yeah. Right? Like you're supposed to turn in a profit. Mm. If you're not, there better be a plan as to why you're not.
1: Yeah. And so. for us, I think an understanding was I knew what a gross profit was, but I think for us like seeing net sales, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we've made like yeah, yeah. 50000 in, yep. you know, one week. And then when you really look at the numbers, you're like, oh, the gross profit was only like 22000 or whatever. Yep. And it's making, I think, you gave people a bit of a kick up the bum, especially (laughs) us, uh, to like actually understand what goes in all those reporting and figures and stuff like that.
2: And also like the relationship between uh, this is how many hours I'm investing of my own life Mm -hmm. into X and, and, you know, if you've got a team and they're all doing 38 and a half hours a week and, and whatever else you go, okay, this many hours goes into this outcome but... If you look at that that net sales line, that's not the outcome. Yeah. Mm. It, you're, you're literally at halfway. Mm-hmm. Like so it's like, okay, so what is the outcome and, and what are you getting in return for those activities that you're doing? Mm. And um, it's really easy to use the big numbers and they're wonderful and, you know, they're feel-good stories a lot of the time and then we get, you know, could be a month down the track, or you could get a year down the track, or you could get five years down the track, and you go, "How the fuck am I still not making money? Mm. Yeah, like I'm making money, we're just paying bills, but I'm not, I'm not breaking the code. Not, like not this not is growing. still, yeah, we're still kind of stuck here. Yeah,
1: um,
2: and, and you've got to start with an understanding of where you are.
1: And I think a lot of people give up because, I mean, we have probably been there at some stage, and we, we don't give her up But I think there's a lot of people in business that just end up giving up it's and lose confidence. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and they might get they might get feedback from someone else saying, "Hey, do this thing," or, "Oh, you know, this worked for me. Do this," mm. and it's like, you know, a lot of those opinions and that advice come from such wonderful places, but it, sometimes I think it's better off um, going and seeking like truly expert understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right? And 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 understanding then how to go and get that understanding for yourself.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably one of the best things. I remember having a phone conversation with you about people's opinions in business. Mm. And you said to me and we use it all the time now and even being pregnant I use it. You <laughs> said to me, you need to put your blinders on, mm. you know, listen to the conversation but put your blinders on and don't take it in. And I was like, yeah. fuck. And I use that in life all the time, not just business yeah. now. Yeah. But if for a context, Harrison was on that phone conversation. Mm. He was like
0: talking about another client you worked for, and mm. say they're in fashion. Mm. Someone who had a gas company was giving them advice, yeah. which yep. is yeah,
2: yeah, and it's for the right intention, of course, and and in some instances it could be valuable, and in some instances it could be catastrophic. Mm right because no two brands are the same no two businesses are identical there's there's fundamentals that are shared across everything um but this is the problem it's like people are trying to help and we're listening to stuff and and this is the hardest thing right like if you think about it, you go out for for a dinner with friends okay and everyone's you know having a wonderful time you're talking you have a couple of wines there's eight people at this table, you're going to get seven opinions, all seven give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. They All seven of them want you to win. There's seven different opinions and then you leave, you, you kind of, you know, dust yourself off, you have your Sunday, you get back to work, you get in front of your desk on Monday and you go, where to from here now? Mm-hmm. I'm confused. And this is that thing of quite often I say people are going to put stuff on the table. You don't need to put it all in your pocket.
0: Yeah, it's true. So true,
2: right? It's it's like you need to get a really good understanding of what you're going to put in your pocket, and that stuff's based off the fundamentals, right? And and you've got to test stuff, and 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 you really need to understand what's going to move the dial in your business and in your uh, in your environment in your market, mm. right? Because no two markets are the same. Yes, yeah, so
0: and right. would you say like the first foundation of that is a clear vision? to
2: know what to put in your pocket? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And a clear understanding of where you are today. Yeah. Because how- on the outside, folks don't know that. Yeah. Like, like you think about like um, like quite often, I not quite often, 10 times out of 10 when talking to a new business, new brand, it regardless of whether or not that we're talking rebrand, regardless of whether we're talking, you know, going into North America, but any of that stuff that I quite often get a call to work on
0: mm-hmm.
2: or if it's just a matter of, hey, can we build a three-year strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it it can, it can vary, mm-hmm. right? Every single time we start with where are we today? Yep. And and a, and a really, really clear third-party Unemotional, unbiased, understanding, mm-hmm. right? And it's and that's the hard shit that we quite often um, we quite often put on hold and and we avoid either because we don't want the answer because it can be super overwhelming if mm. it's not going to go your way um, and quite often we're doing these projects with such passion seeing a bad result would be. Uh,
0: Disheartening.
2: Really disheartening.
0: Yeah. Of yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, but we need to address it. Mm-hmm. We need to understand where we are. And then from that point to your point, you can then start to go, okay, this is where I am today. So be it. It is what it is. But I am very clear and I'm hell bent on where I want to go. Yep. And then we fill in the gap. So if
1: someone's listening, the third
2: party, yeah. unbiased, un- like okay. actual expert. Understanding,
1: yeah. Because
2: you're gonna you're gonna see ads on Instagram, you're gonna see ads on YouTube, and there's gonna be all the promises in the world, all the all the snake oil sellers. It's like it's there's a lot of hot pans out there, right? Mm -hmm. You got to be careful what you grab.
0: And we've had a conversation about this one night. We're out to dinner, and you were like, "I feel sorry for the people like small business owners Mm. that don't have much of a margin, and they go to these people that are say they're business coaches, but." they might have built one product up yeah. in their lifetime. Yeah, like a unicorn. Exactly. And yeah, man. so many <laughs> oh, yeah, and I like, remember yeah, the conversation. We, yeah, it yeah. was a yeah, great And I'm still,
2: I'm still, uh, we still yeah, instantly, to that conversation. instantly I'm annoyed. Yeah, so I what, feel bad for folks because yeah. I'm like a carer, right? Yeah. So, so when when I see it happening, even if I don't know them, I hate it. Because yeah. I do like to see people thrive. Like mm. I, I genuinely like it. You know, it's just, and so when I see that stuff, I'm yeah. like, Man, you guys are going all in on this thing, or it's the same as when folks go all in on um, like paid advertising on socials mm-hmm. before they get everything, all their ducks in a row, and everything uh, ready for volume.
0: And we right? were having and that discussion it, today. Can you timing ex- matters. Yeah. Can you explain that for someone who's like, I have a business? Why wouldn't I jump in to ads straight away?
2: Well, you need to be able to facilitate. The conversions, right? So whether you're a restaurant, like let's say you're a tiny restaurant, mm. or you're a you're selling, uh, you're selling t-shirts, print t-shirts, mm-hmm. really cool ones. It kind of does. It doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah. which one you are. What matters is understanding what is your total capacity for how many seatings can you facilitate so in a week? So, mean
1: how much quantity they have of stock.
2: Uh, either stock okay. or in a restaurant yep. format, it's sittings, yep. it's actual mm-hmm. chairs in the restaurant. Yep. Um, if this was uh, if this was in the services uh, industry, so if this was a psych or a law firm, how many consultants do you mm-hmm. have on the books? So how many billable hours can you actually facilitate? Like all, there is a capacity, mm-hmm. there is a ceiling. Mm-hmm. Okay, if we don't address the ceiling and we don't address how productive you are within that ceiling first, then what are you going to plug in? You can't 10X it if we're already at the limit. What are you going to do? Get a a 1,000 people to your website and you can't convert any of them because you don't have stock? Mm. Or, or like, you know, what are the processes in place for you to be able to do a second or a third sitting in your restaurant? Or, you know, what does... um, if, if volume is a problem and you're in a services firm, how do you scale services? Is it done digitally? Is it done, you know, via online courses? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many nuances that enable us to, to lift that ceiling. But if you don't do that first and you don't make sure that when you do do that, that, that it's profitable, yeah. what are you scaling? Yeah. You're scaling non-conversion, And you're scaling a a loss of profit. It's fucking catastrophic.
1: So for anyone that's listening, like what Harrison is saying, for example, if we have a best-selling legging and we're sold out, but then we hire a company to do ads and they're pushing everyone to our black leggings, yeah, that that, you see an ad, yeah. yeah,
2: So so we'll do it in your your example. So you go, hey, we've got this best. We've got a we've got a Grant. Yep. Mm. Cool. Okay. You see an ad. The ad is we're going to ten x your business. Mm-hmm. We've done it fifteen times. Blah blah. You go. Fuck okay. yeah. yeah. Ten times. Yeah. Happy days. Mm-hmm. I'll be. We're going to Bora Bora. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Right.
1: We're retiring. I, I get actually. it. I
2: get it because it's enticing. Yeah. Now the problem is they're not going to ten x anything. They are going to funnel customers, hopefully good customers, potential buyers to your website. Mm -hmm. From that point, you need to convert them, Mm -hmm. okay? But to get to that point, if you don't have stock, you're not making any more sales. Mm -hmm. If you don't have enough stock to facilitate the amount of customers you are going to send there, you're going to have shitty return because you're going to have all these lack of conversions. If your UX, so your user experience on the website, is clunky or crap, guess what? You're not going to convert. So your 10X is hogwash. Throw your 10X out. And this is the thing that annoys me sometimes with those types of agencies is that what they're delivering is uh, eyes on a website and hopefully meaningful eyes on a website for you to then go and convert, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Now, Or leads, right? So it could be email leads or, you know, whatever. But ultimately, they're just driving traffic in there. So when they talk about the funnel, Mm -hmm. they're dumping it all in and the end point is that place where you make a transaction. Okay, so in your instance, it's a website where you sell the best leggings Mm -hmm. in the world, right? Now, what we talk about quite often is everything before that point Right? We're talking about stock flow. We're talking about managing inventory in a healthy way so we don't want to buy too much stock and it takes up yeah. too much cash flow mm-hmm. and we don't want to have too little stock where we can't grow. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's that balancing act. We're, we're talking about freshness, so how do you keep a brand exciting and, and fresh and still kind of interesting? These are the conversations that we're having. We're not having conversations about dumping customers onto that website because we've got to fix this other stuff first. Yeah. Right. Then, when we've got all those ducks in a row and we've got all the momentum that we need, that's what we 10X.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And then, and we, because we've got such a healthy understanding of what's profitable, what works, what doesn't, how we spend money, how we save money, you're going to 10X profit, mm. not 10X mystery. Yeah. So, we always start to understand because I don't want to scale. Mystery. Yeah, that's that's not what I'm looking for. And if you don't have a profitable business and you come to me and you go, hey, we know you've had this success going into international markets. We want to go international. It's like, call. I get it. Everyone does, but you're not ready. Yeah. And quite often that is the conversation. So like, what are you going to send overseas? You're losing money now. If we send that overseas, you're fucked.
1: Yeah. You're,
2: you're literally like, you're done. You're Do you over. have a
1: lot of brands that come to you with. Those problems, like I know you see it a lot, but mm. do you work with a lot of brands that have spent money with these agencies and then yeah yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah? So all, you see it, all yeah, the time.
2: yeah, 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 for so sure. Don't get sucked yes. in. No, no, no. And, and it's and it's big businesses too, right? Oh, like wow. we're talking like like big businesses mm. that have a lot of a lot of people. It's, but you got to remember. This is why I always go back to that third party, unbiased insight, right? Mm. Like there's, I, I I work with with businesses. That I I I'm literally just kind of going through my mind, you know, the mental Rolodex at the moment, and I'm like, I can think of so many of them that one of the things that they're looking for from me is just pure unbiased third party insight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I'm not married or invested into any of their current ideas. Mm. So I don't, if it's shit, it's shit. Whereas. Yeah you go and you've got a table and, and there's eight people who are working in a business, if two or three of them it was their idea and they still believe it and they can't see the forest through the trees, guess what? It's, it, they're never going to make the calls that they need to, mm-hmm. the hard calls. Yeah. And often that can be the conduit of, of losing a lot of money because it's like you've got to address that elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Either we're not looking at it, we don't know how to spot it, we're so overwhelmed with just being busy and stressed that I can't even I can't even address that.
1: Yeah,
2: or it may be a fact that there's too much um, uh, there's too much bias, personal mm. bias in it. So, and that's what businesses of enormous scale look for externals for. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you think about other other, other consulting large groups. Yeah. Have a look at consulting firms. Yeah, right. That's the exact point. Mm. It's the exact point. Yeah,
0: mm. we were. Talking. It's not new. It's, yeah.
2: it's but it's more a matter of how do you create, how do you make that achievable, and how do you make that um, accessible. Mm.
0: You were mentioning to us earlier today mm. that you, with a lot of your people at the moment, you're on a working on a two day basis. One day, yeah. the first day will be what?
2: The first day is like all of the reporting, so that's like the we're talking entire lifespan of business mm. reporting and that's everything from sales through to outgoings through to um, efficiencies through to um, like every single minute detail from hours invested through to uh, portfolio review, through to sales analysis. Gross profit analysis, all of that is day one.
0: So you you'll look for leaks in the bucket there and be like, well, you're
2: no, no. no I'm looking for understanding. Okay, understanding, pure, yep. pure understanding. There will there will certainly be leaks. There mm. will certainly be opportunities. There will be some things that uh, undoubtedly people will get a high five for, mm. and there's some things that they're just like, damn it, how didn't I see that? Mm. That the, the point is, we just need to understand. You got a map of Australia. Where are you on it? Mm-hmm. You, you're telling me you want to get to Alice Springs. No probs. But where are you? I can't give you directions if we don't know where you are on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like think about it in that context. So in that context, it's like where are you on the map, and how do you think you're getting there? Are you driving there? Where's the car? Has it been serviced? What's the mileage like? Do, does it does it require petrol? Mm. Do we need to map out where you're going to get petrol? Like, do you need reinvestment? Do you not need reinvestment? What are you good at? Who's a good driver? Who's not a good driver? How many passengers do you have? Like, let's get an understanding and we can build an actual map that will actually get you to where you want to go as opposed to, hey, I want to go to Alice Springs. Yeah, I saw this. I saw this video and this guy did this thing. (laughs) It's like, yeah, done, and you go and do it. It's like different map, different destination, Different start point, different, different, different car, different <laughs> driver, different passengers, different. You lose. Yeah. Simple.
1: Do you? Th- so how you-
2: I'm, I start trying to yeah. understand because I make the commitment with the client to go, let's win.
1: Uh-huh.
2: That's it. You know, you have the website. You guys know very well how I roll. It's like I'm here to help good people win. Mm. I'm not here to, for participation. We're here to win. So it's like where are we? Yeah. It's that simple.
1: And what do you do on the second day?
2: Second day is the map.
1: Oh, so you just start putting things into place. Yeah.
2: And it kind of varies for, it's always at least two days, depending how mature the business is or how uh, big the business is, how many elements there are to it. They might be able to get it done in two, they might need the third day. And, And ultimately, what's good about that format is for a business that wants to just, get an understanding and get the roadmap and just be left to go and do it, it's perfect Mm -hmm. because they get, you know, two or three days off-site, Mm. go all in. They're big days. They're really big days. But they leave with a roadmap. They leave with a full plan and they leave with a very clear understanding of how they're at this point and then they can just go and, move forward. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And it's it's when we were talking about it's like my plan for November, December, and January in particular are to just focus on that as opposed to taking on any big new projects because I'm I'm tying up one big one, but we're kind of coming into peak trade and we're coming into new year. Mm -hmm. So it's like the the there is a lot of value that that I'm that I want to deliver to people to be able to set them up either to kick ass in December and next year or go straight into next year. And the good thing is they take it with them. If you want to get started on it the next day, you can. If you need to drive it through team, you've got all the time to go and do it. You've got it. go and drive it. If you want to sit on it for four weeks and then start it on January 1st as a New Year's resolution, Mm. you can. Like it kind of leaves that open. Not everyone wants to be able to have me... But uh, like you know, on retainer, four hours, ten hours a week, on them making them that accountable. Some some businesses need it, and and a, that is a service mm-hmm. that you know um, that I do. But it's it's not necessarily the best fit for everyone because some people just need to go and they just need the plan. Like you think about those moments where you go, "Fuck, I'm stuck." Like where to from here? Mm, yes. That that's when you plug it in instant like Mm -hmm. that that's the trigger like if you're there or you go i don't know where to for next year like i've tried 15 things over four years some worked some doesn't work anymore where to from here perfect plug it in like that's 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 the that's the trigger
1: so that's the point where we were stuck at it's that growth period right yeah yeah so it's that period where very comfortable. <laughs> Life, uh, business has been comfortable. You've been lucky. Whatever it runs smoothly, as what we used to say, it runs. What do we used to say? So, um, Sufficiently self sufficient. Self sufficient. Yeah, yeah. You get and then you get that's
2: that so shit. We <laughs>
1: I know that's, that's literally so one year can, ago. That's what we used to say. Ass. I remember saying it like December we're on holidays. Oh no, Telly was great. It just yeah. Just runs well, you said
2: it to me. I was like, yes. what does self sufficient yeah. mean? So what do you mean?
1: When you get Looks to that point, itself. Yeah, when you get to that point you're stuck like there's so much growth to be had but you don't know how to move to the next step and that's when you would the brand would come to you oh and i can i i will speak on your
0: behalf i think since we've known harrison our growth as business owners and people has been huge like absolutely like like the other week you were like we thought we did something really well and we're like yay we did it good and you're like Cool. Why like, are doing I, that? <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to give you a high five. Like, yeah. go out and do something better. But
1: like, yeah. you, as business <laughs> Sorry, owners, yeah, but yeah as that's you, probably the yeah. word of warning yeah. for people. It's like it's <laughs>
2: it's. I care so much, but when we say we're going to go to Alice Springs, we're going yeah. there yeah. and everything in between. It's like awesome tick. Let's keep on moving yeah, yeah. we're not stopping for pinatas like let's, let's go <laughs> Sorry,
1: but one no but I think as business owners and you have said this and I think you just said it before as business owners you get so comfortable and you take things personal which is what you were yeah. saying before that sometimes you need someone like you to step in and yeah. tell us how it is because like what Sarah said we were stoked yeah we're
2: like mm. fuck
1: yeah these ads are working like you know all this yeah. stuff and then you're like what i like, Okay, we need to take a step back. While oh my it, gosh, yeah. Sorry, no,
2: I know exactly which, you know and I'm like, about. I'm fucking yes. sorry. Yes. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, but that's for you. what we needed sorry.
1: that because we're risk avert. I think we well, I think we just. I don't know. We take risks, but sometimes when it comes, we to have money,
0: a we have a scarcity mindset. So yes. we're like, you're like Sarah. This is not a competition. Who can get the highest as spending the least amount of money? I yeah. was like, you're fucking right. Yeah.
2: This is this is a game of how. Well, can this business operate? And a business is what? What's a business? How do we define a business? Put you on the put you on the spot. I can't
1: remember.
2: What's oh, a business? I, I can't
0: remember. I don't to... know how you define a business. What's a business? Oh, like something to, to make a profit.
2: Yeah, for oh, yeah, either the profit, owners yeah. or the shareholders. Yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's so that's what we're in the business. <laughs> Pass that one. Of. Yeah. So so we're not here, <laughs> and that, that was the point. It's yeah. like we're here to chase.
0: Profit. 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 Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's its point. That's mm-hmm. what pays bills. That's what pays school fees. That's what pays for a holiday. Mm-hmm. That's what pays for life. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay. Let's chase that thing. And and along the way, have some fucking fun. Yeah. Like, and that's another thing. And just bring some joy back to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not always just numbers. It's probably is, you know, yeah. it's I do. I do try to find joy in in what we do because what we do do is super fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That time of the week again, Tally. our favourite time. Favourite time of the week and that is Chemist Warehouse Picks of the Week. And your pick this week, like, couldn't have come at a better time for me because I've got two bung eyes. I
1: know. So <laughs> we had this brand on last week and it's the Flawless. Um, this one is the Contour? Contour. Contour. Uh, facial roller and massager. So it gets rid of, I don't know if you guys have like rolled your face before with a jade roller, but this is freaking amazing because it vibrates. So it creates like tightness. And I do
0: actually have bung eyes at the moment, got eye infections. And so my eyes are really dry yeah. and wrinkle
1: and it gets rid of the fine lines. Which we love. So yes. basically if I do this in the morning, I like pop on some facial oil, do this, and I also do it at night. And I've seen a difference in the slim... Like my face is like slimmed down a little bit. Ooh. Crazy. So you can get that. And do you know what I love about this is also if you've got Kris Kringle presents this year, I feel like this is like the perfect Kris Kringle present to buy someone in the office. Don't you think it's Yeah. Cute? I like it. Yeah. I can't wait to try it. Yeah, it's very good.
0: I'm just treating it as a game now. It's like we've yeah. got our roadmap, our destination.
1: Yeah. Let's have fun while we do it. Yeah. yeah true. Um, we were talking earlier before, obviously, we have a lot of friends that are in business and, you know, we all speak, we all talk. And I feel like the one thing that people are struggling with, especially now, is cash flow. Yeah. And cash flow is a really hard one and it's hard to ma- – I think it's a little bit difficult to manage cash flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how what if someone came to you and they're like i'm struggling with my cash flow again Mm. would you go back to looking deep down well you need to that that
2: that exact scenario Mm. means that you are not all over that PL. yeah because if cash flow sucked and you did it on purpose like all the money that's going to come in for a profit we're going to reinvest because we're we're in a growth Mm -hmm. chase piece right like that's that's one element, but you would be aware of it. If you're chasing your tail, then you've got some potentially some other little holes there. Yeah. So we, we need to understand that. And it's, you know, and it, and it can be varied and, and fixing cash flow doesn't mean you're not doing stuff. Like without letting the cat out of the bag for you guys and your journey and, and your brand's journey, that's similar to a place where you guys were at mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of solving that it will be solved yeah. and it's going to come off the back of actually doing more. Yes.
0: Yeah. Right. As in more volume.
2: More volume, more and newness, more, more yes. freshness, more exciting campaigns, more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So don't think that to fix a cash flow issue you you're cutting things off or you're stopping things. Your case study in 12 months time. Love to double back, yeah, and actually break some of that down because that's going to be that's going to be
0: yeah, it's going
2: to be pretty cute. Yeah, would would
0: really people too. say their yeah, cash flow is a problem? So their natural reaction is to okay, I need to go find new customers, or I need to put the, the yeah, items or you like,
2: need to, or you need to uh, get rid of staff, yeah. or you need to yeah, we go Discount. into this, um,
0: but that's not the the first place, is it necessarily?
2: No, but you you need to know. The whole story, so you know what to touch and what not to touch. Mm. Because there's gonna be elements that are really advantageous. The worst thing you can do is get some advice or have a knee-jerk reaction. And you know, what what, what do they say? You you cut your nose off to spite your tongue? What, what's the never.
0: Half
2: of the listeners are probably gonna be like, that's not the <laughs> saying, you idiot. It's I haven't but, heard that. But there's a there's a saying where it's like. Uh, anyway, mm. it, you don't want to cut off the wrong thing in haste mm. because you might want to just turn the temperature down on a couple of things so that you can focus your attention on something else, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of what we, what we ended up doing with, with your example from a 30,000-foot view. Mm-hmm. We turned the temperature down on the stove on a couple of pots yeah, and it enabled us to be able to reinvest energy and finances elsewhere,
1: yeah,
2: right, and and make some hard calls and make some some big changes, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, in twelve months it will become clear yeah. what, what we're talking about, but um, yeah, it's it's all exciting, mm-hmm. right? And it's so so to answer your question, says it's it's. It could be a bit of both, Mm. column A and column B. Yeah, Mm. maybe you should strangle something. Maybe you should turn the the temperature down on something else. But what are we going to amplify? Because fixing cash flow, you do need sales. Sales can fix cash flow, should. But they've got to be healthy sales. If they're unhealthy transactions and you turn that up, you're screwed. Yeah.
1: I think right? a lot
2: of so it's it it's a it, it's clear understanding yeah. first, then very uh, deliberate decision making and chase.
0: Yeah. Do you have a specific percentage of gross profit margin you should have on a product? Because I was speaking no. to a lady the other day, and she's like, the. the the margin so slim on these products, I just can't seem to grow. Uh, it,
2: certain industries have um, not formulas, but they've got like bands, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? Like a scale. Okay. Yep. Now, uh, so for example, the the margin in grocery, in comparison to the margin in uh, in fashion retail, is extremely different.
1: Mm-hmm. Higher in grocery or high? I'd say lower in grocery. Yeah.
2: Much lower. Yeah. Right? Because that's a volume game. Okay. Right? And then if you think fashion retail, like fast fashion where the price points are lower, yeah, there's, there's a lot less margin, mm-hmm. but what's required is greater volume. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when you do go back to that magic P&L, it's still in the green.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? So... Every industry has its scale within reason. There's always going to be an outlier. There's always going to be some expert at a dinner party who tells you what yours should be. Yeah. Um, They might be right. They might have fluked it. They might be vastly wrong and Mm. send you on a wild goose chase.
0: Well, I was listening to that the guy (laughs) off Shark Tank the other day on um, the Founder podcast Mm -hmm. that I sent you, and I'm pretty sure he was saying he won't touch a business if they're... Margin isn't at least 70 bucks or something like that. $70?
2: $70? Yeah. 70%? 70 dollars, yeah.
0: 70 dollars. I was I like, Oh, ah. I was like, interesting. 70
2: dollars per item, Pre-
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure he well, said he's that. not going
2: to get into fruit and veg, yeah. Definitely uh-huh. not, definitely.
0: Well, you're not, not going to
2: have 70 bucks in an apple.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he doesn't do like stuff like that, he
2: just sure, yeah, but e-com. you know, my point, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, there might be 70 bucks in yep. white goods like televisions and dishwashers mm. and mm. all of that kind of stuff, but um. Yeah, it really depends, and and you know if you're in luxury goods, you're gonna want more than seventy Absolutely. bucks, yeah. right? So it's like it's it depends on where you are, and the reason why I'm like shitting on like um, this kind of uh, input from outside mm-hmm. and like you know the, the the dinner table experts is because I desperately want people to get the right feedback so they can make great decisions mm. okay and, and everyone offers advice from such a place of love
1: yeah
2: they do and i see that i but disagree I just,
1: not always love well i mean it depends who it is or well, yeah. it could
2: be ego i don't yeah. know yeah, yeah sure it depends who yeah it is. yeah but it's um look, let me put it this way i do this for a living mm. and i've got friends who are in businesses and we do not talk about any of it mm. like nothing they mm. can tell me all about it and i'm here to listen but i won't touch that pot you I, won't
0: give them your opinion no i don't no.
2: need to cuz if i don't have the facts yeah. and i do this every fucking day for like 22 years like i'm i'm okay right <laughs> yeah. i've done it i've done it all over the world I'm good to go yeah and i don't touch it so like when you know I, i'll leave the, the that kind of behavior to someone else like yes yeah. yeah, it, for me I, I'll give advice if I know you're going to hit the board. Yeah. Like, I, I want them to win. So, yeah. I need more information, not yeah. just, oh, I can't find sales. Yeah, do this thing. So, like, really?
0: Mm.
2: How's it, are you sure? So, so, what I'm imploring everyone to do is put blinkers on and get an understanding before you just go and do you always got to understand and, you know, an important one is to understand where you are on that map. Yeah?
1: Do you think people jump the gun? I'm only saying this because I know a friend who is about to jump the gun who is in a serious cash flow issue and she is...
2: What's her name? Say it. (laughs) I can't. I
1: can't. She is desperate and is about to sign her life away to... Shareholder, like investors, and yeah. I think it's the wrong decision. But do you think a lot of brands jump the gun when they're desperate and get people to of come for yeah Fuck yeah! What's your opinion? Of course of- they do,
2: but, but it, it's it's so natural because they're Freaking desperate. Out. Yeah, they're overwhelmed. It's and and it's the same as people jump the gun to close shop. Mm. It's yeah. It takes a lot of a lot of staying power and a lot of um, resilience, clear, clear thought, resilience. Um, to be able to not get sucked into mm-hmm. that,
1: so you can save a business before you get to an investor. Uh,
2: well,
1: but
0: you've mm-hmm. wanted to get an investor for, no, a for, <laughs> different, <laughs> for
1: different reasons. I've wanted a group to come in and invest for, grow- yeah. for bigger growth, not yeah. because like, cash flow. not because of cash flow, just because of big growth. Yeah. But for this said friend, could they not go and get an overdraft? Or I think they already have.
2: Oh. I, so don't that's what I, I, mean. I don't know i i don't know so so I wouldn't know yet mm. after a day i would yeah but but it depends it it just it it um
1: cause that is scary it's like i it's think we cash, jump, it's terrifying i think we jump the gun
2: on yeah. stuff,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, whether it's investors, whether it's um whether it's making decisions on team, Mm. so, like, to shrink businesses, whether it's to go into new markets too soon, whether it's, like, we make decisions with the absolute best of intentions because we deep down absolutely give a shit. Yeah. We care so much and sometimes that's why there's so much tied to it that you can't see the whole picture. Because you're so emotionally tied to it, that's that thing that I was mm-hmm. talking to about before. Even with a board, yeah, a board sits there, and if they were involved in some of that decision making, they're stuck in it, and it's understandable. The only reason why I know that I won't get sucked into it is because I am like literally a plug-in you third party. Yeah. I'm not. It doesn't. <coughs> I mean, yeah. You just want the answer, mm-hmm. so my 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 lens is completely different, mm-hmm. and then it's my job to articulate it, coach upskill whoever's got to receive the information so that they understand, okay, I understand what we're looking at and I understand how to find it for myself. Now let's go and fix it yeah. or double down on it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? That's that's the goal. That's yeah. the sweet spot. Do
0: you think a lot of business owners look for the short-term quick fix?
2: Sometimes they have to. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like and if you've got bills yeah. and you've yeah.
2: got stuff, like sometimes you do need to, like, the really good businesses are the ones who can play both. They can play the, the immediate game and the long-term game at the mm. same time, mm. right? So you need to be able to trade a business, day trade. Yep. So manage what's happening immediately mm-hmm. but also be managing that within the larger picture. Yep. So, okay, I'm going to make this decision. What is that flow on? what do I then need to have uh, loaded in the gun, so to speak, for the next however many, you know, it could be yeah. six months or whatever um, to be able to, to make up for it. It's like if you're uh, – an example of that would be if you've got too much stock on hand, let's say you sell lipstick and you've got, um, I don't know, a thousand units of red lipstick and it's last season's red and you need new red. And you need cash mm. because you've got bills and you've got life, okay? And you go, okay, what do I do from here? I'm going to go on sale. It's like, okay, cool. Go on sale. When's your new colour coming in? What do you think your selling rate is going to be? Like how long is it going to take you to sell a 1,000 units? So I, I really want to have a good understanding of how much you can sell it for, mm-hmm. what price you're going to sell it for, what that price means to how Quickly you're gonna sell out of it. And what happens after you sell out of it? Are you are you able to keep the cash register going? Like what's the lead time from ordering to, delivery. to getting delivery? How much of the new item did you get? Because it sounds like a thousand units is too much. Mm. Are you ordering a thousand units of the next one? Because I'd rather you don't. Yeah. I'd rather you order a hundred by the sounds of it. Right? Like there's and then what does that then mean for the way you order for the next 12 to 24 months? Does that mean that, you know what, we've got this new supplier and they can do 10 units mm. and I'm going to drop a new colour every week because then that actually solves my marketing problem of I don't have anything to tell someone. Mm. So, cool, do 10 units a week. You can sell 10 units a week full price. You're not going to have to mark it down to speed up. And then we build all the the, the production and supply chain structure to be able to intake 10 units, new colour every week for 104 Mm -hmm. weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And then this is that thing about before you even worry about your funnels and you worry about your paid ads, it's like get that shit ready. Yep. Get that right. And then suddenly we've got a completely different business model and we are fucking good to go. Mm. Now plug it in.
1: I think a lot of people, I think a lot of businesses have been in that position where you over-order, have to clear stock, then you've yeah, got yeah. months of and like no stock. And you get no stuck stock. in the cycle. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've all done it. We've definitely done it. But
2: what you do, right, ultimately what you do is you make great stuff that people want to wear Yeah, and it makes them feel good about themselves, right, and and newness is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the worst thing you could do a lot of these young businesses is Get sucked into the whole piece of I know that the factory said, if I order a thousand units, I'm going to get it for
0: $4.
2: That's way better than the 14 that I'm spending now. And it's like, yeah, but you just used all of your money for one thing and now you're going to sell one thing for seven months. Mm. That's not how to build a brand. That's not Mm. how to build loyalty. That's not how to build energy around. A brand that's you will lose. You you looked at it and you said, "Yeah, I got my margin up. That's important." It's like, "Yeah, you got it up, and then you got to mark it down. So your margin doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. because you're selling it at fifty percent off. So I don't care that you got it for four bucks.
0: And you were like,
2: "Right, I want full price sales, fast and often.
1: Yeah, ideally." What's a brand that you can think of that's doing? all of those things really well, like regular drops, newness?
2: Uh, look, it, it's there's a few brands that are trying to do it. I can see that they're trying mm-hmm. to do it. and they, they, um, There's two that I can think of. They're trying to do it at the moment and from the outside I can see what they're doing and it's not going to work. They're doing lots of newness very frequently but they're doing too much. Who? What brand? No, 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 no. Uh. But the um, what they're going to get stuck with, yeah. it, they're going to have a different type of stock trap. What do you mean? So they're going to have so much, it's going to end up or the next drop that sits on top of the other Disney. one is going to dilute the one before it and then when you get oh. six, seven, eight months down the track, it looks like a fruit salad yeah. and then folks are going to go, who even are they? What are they?
0: Yeah, too much. Too
2: who, much. Who are they selling to? Are they... What's their style again? What's their aesthetic? You know, you have a look at, like, you have a look at, um, say, Gucci in the 90s, right? They had 10 awesome years of comeback that, you know, you can't even imagine.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And that was based on one iconic type of style, Mm -hmm. right? There was, like, ultra-sexed-up slick, right? Like, it's, you know, Tom Ford... That's that's his that's his stamp, right? Yep. Now, the last thing in the world he would want to do, even with new collections dropping, is dilute the overall identity. So sometimes the trap is we're so keen on newness and we're so keen on freshness, but you end up you end up spoiling the the recipe.
1: So do you mean that brands are going with trends more than their brand identity.
2: Or they're force-feeding stuff. They're yeah. force-feeding newness,
1: uh-huh.
2: right? So they're trying to find every single micro trend and, mm-hmm. and coming, coming up with any excuse to drop newness and it's like it lacks uh, substance.
0: Yeah.
2: It's not like, yeah, that's rad. Like, you know, think about what you want is to drop frequently enough mm-hmm that people are excited when you drop, not slow enough where people forget that you exist,
0: yeah,
2: right, but not so fast that people get bored of new drops. True. Because that's how I go on a journey with someone. It's like if you, like, let's think about it from a personal perspective. If you've got a mate that you speak to um, at the exact same time Every single day, two times a day, whatever, and you talk about the same stuff, it gets a bit monotonous. Yeah. And often what they tell you doesn't really um, have the impact that it does when you bump into someone that you haven't seen for a while. Mm. Now, at the same time, if you haven't seen someone since high school and you're like 38, it's fun to talk to them for an hour and then you're like, fuck, I'm drained. I'm done. Yeah. Cool. I'll see you in I'll see you in another 14 years, mm-hmm. right? So we don't want to do that. It's it's how do we do it authentically and how do we do it in a way that's engaging for our tribe, mm-hmm. right, now tribe being our customers because they want to come on the journey with us, right? They want to go on the ride. They want to see the new stuff. They want to be involved.
1: What do you think of a brand?
2: Did that answer the question?
1: Yeah, no, it did. I'm just like in my head I'm like, a um, brand
0: like Skims,
1: who do frequent drops.
2: Can you, sorry, here's a question. Yeah, sorry. Can you guys think of a, 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 brand, a brand that
1: is doing it well?
2: Or, yeah, sure. Or isn't doing it well?
1: Um, I, can, I think Skims does it really, really well. I think Skims do it well marketing and uh, the frequent, frequent, the drops and how different they are. Mm-hmm. I think they do it well. I.
2: What's that frequency?
1: Every, Every week. week. Yep. It's a lot, but yep. it, everything's so different. Like I think they just dropped like Christmas. Christmas stuff and mm. these fuzzy bikini yeah. things. So it's always different and I think Kim Kardashian is a genius just like marketing-wise and stuff mm. like that. I think Skims are doing it really well. I can't off the top of my head think of a brand in Australia that I think is doing it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sporty and Rich. Do you know what brand? Too much. Too much. Too much. Do you know what brand I wish they did more frequently because I love seeing their stuff is Cherry, Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do like them. But they don't do it as frequently, but it kind of keeps you excited. It's not so – and their stuff is fucking cool. Mm. Yep. But I can't think of anyone local that I think is doing it well.
0: No. All the brands I follow are international. When you are talking about that analogy before, I was thinking of the shoe of the year, the Samba. Mm. I was like – they were so hard to get, mm-hmm. so hard to get. Yeah. And then now like I even got a it died in the foot a bit. Yeah. I got a message yesterday, oh, they're all back in stock again. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, no one wants them anymore.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: That's true. And then I feel like, oh do you know actually what? But
2: that's brand a is? that's a that's a shoe from like the seventies? Yeah. yeah. Well
1: so, New Balance. I think New Balance do it quite well. What? Like how frequently they're dropping new the five
2: seventy new colors yeah, but yeah. I think that
1: I think people are going to get over the five seventy for sure. Year. But I think at yeah. the moment they're doing it quite well. Yeah, and their campaigns are really cool. I tell you who I do
0: love actually, and they tend to collaborate with other brands and nostalgic nostalgic brands that you're like, fuck, I want to be a part of that. Mm. Is mm. Kith. Kith do it well.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean that that business was born on collaboration,
0: collaboration yes. right? Yeah.
2: Like that business was born under the premise of getting really hard to find stuff that people won't expect and just dropping it.
1: Yeah. And
2: and and, and that's cool. that's that's exactly um exactly how that business was built. That's the the that's the premise from the 90s when they had just a shoe shop in New York. Yeah. Mm. Do
1: you know actually another brand that I'm thinking of that I mean, I don't really wear it as much anymore, but I think Crocs have done really well. They just did a collaboration with McDonald's. Yeah. I mm. think they're, and they did some really cool collabs and new designs. I think they are kind of, I always look at their stuff, but I don't really wear it anymore. But
2: are you saying that you, you think their frequency is
1: I think it's is high
2: enough to keep you interested? Yeah, and because it's know, not that's what you're so looking regular. Yeah. It's... These are the noisiest. Oh, yeah, just are, so see, you know. And I don't, um, I can't sit still. So I can't even imagine what some of these sounds like. My
1: are. I'm just my legs are sweating. Um, <laughs> it's not frequent that I'm sick of it and I have yep. to unsubscribe to their newsletter, but it's frequent enough that I'm like, that's really cool. Oh, that's yeah. a cool collaboration. Like yeah. I won't buy the McDonald Crocs, but I'm like, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool.
2: But every every brand will have a sweet spot mm. or should try and find a sweet spot for how frequent it is like if you're in cosmetics for example i can't imagine that you really need to drop every week no. like yeah. that's crazy right you're definitely going to have a problem yeah at, at the same time if you drop twice a year that's probably too infrequent because yeah. how are you going to keep your tribe interested excited engaged
1: With two products. Yeah, in the
2: other five months. Yeah. Right? And it's like a lot of of retail brands um, in fashion, particularly if they've got like a bricks and mortar store, like a shop, they get sucked into the trap of, well, we're going to roll out a new visual merchandising plan at the start of every month, so we need new stock. So they just refresh the whole Mm. store every month. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. That's a lot of stock. That's. Yeah. I hope you've got a plan for how you're going to get rid of the the old stuff. You can very very quickly get caught with that, and that's when you see retailers constantly on sale, constantly driving promo. It's like, yeah, because they're stuck in that. They've they're force fed this frequency, and they've just overcooked it. Yeah, a little bit. Like you do need freshness. There's a there's a fine line there. There's a fine line between stuff that you want to have as like never out of stock and then something sitting over the top like you know uh, for excitement newness freshness
1: mm. are there any newsletters that you've unsubscribed from the last like month because of too frequent drops no what about not you, for Harrison?
2: fashion adidas is probably the last one
1: yeah, unsubscribe okay.
2: unsubscribe i
1: unsubscribe to white yeah. fox
2: it's too it's just i don't know about you for white fox but for adidas it was like uh, every third day, it was like new release, and mm. it was just like, I don't care. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care that now I, d- I'm, I'm fully ignoring it. Mm. I used to care, but this is too much too now. Much. Yeah, it's like, or if there's like a, a a food brand, right? And it's like, hey, new deal. It's like, oh, must be Tuesday night. Yeah, it's the ADM time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fun. I've
0: got a question when it comes to like existing customer. Database, say like for a fashion brand and say even for a restaurant that has all their online bookings. Mm. How would you communicate newness? Like, how would you utilize those databases? Um They're two very different businesses. Like, for example, <sighs> like I know we had the conversation before with you. We're like, okay, this new campaign, what are we gonna, what's that look mm. like? and then we have our all, all our other funnels in the background happening as well in that and journeys mm. but say for a,
2: a restaurant business well i think because you're talking about direct marketing yeah. right so so whether it's sms or email
0: which you said go to first don't even put any money into paid advertising yet yeah for Just, like
2: yeah for, for newness th- these are and people for a new who businesses, give businesses yeah but it's got to be it's got to be really genuine mm-hmm. and it's got to be really authentic Mm-hmm. So with that stuff, I I would reserve a lot of the storytelling and a lot of the behind the scenes, a lot of the special stuff, not just, hey, buy shit. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you show them some of the process? How do you help them become really passionate about your brand? So
1: like recipe, if it was a restaurant, yeah. they could drop recipes.
2: Or drop recipes or if they've got... Um, if they've got a new uh, a new chef, you, you, Interview that, series and yeah, stuff. you should be doing that stuff. If you're going to have a new um, rolling out a new menu, I'd be giving sneak peeks. If we we're doing, you know, you've got a new wine list, I'd be telling people that because it's like, hey, we value you. You're part of our tribe. It's the same as if I if I built a if I built a pizza oven at my house, I would tell my friend. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, hey, dude, I just built a pizza oven. And his response will probably be something along the lines of, oh, call it to eat pizza. Yeah. Right? So it's like I'm not trying to sell him anything. I'm genuinely telling him something new that he might be interested in. And it's like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Yeah. It's like authentic. So mm-hmm. so a restaurant, I, I'd be like if you're changing your, your drinks menu or you're getting a new beer on tap or you're getting a new wine list or your uh, your menu's changing, That's the stuff that you want to take your your tribe on a journey with. Mm -hmm. I would start there.
0: Does that get people in the doors? You think?
2: Uh, What do you think?
0: Um, not necessarily.
2: No, No. if if they go, hey, we've got a new new menu.
0: If you like the restaurant, yeah, 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 maybe. What's gonna
2: get What's gonna get you into the restaurant then? What a discount.
0: Nah, like just if I go out to dinner because it's such an inconsistency. It's not like that every yeah every week I go out to dinner somewhere.
2: So then me offering you um, a percent off margaritas this Friday is going to be irrelevant. See so right? you there.
0: What time do we start? No.
2: <laughs> uh, well, is it?
0: Oh no, nah. Like I've been saying that. I went to Baby the other night, and they're like, "Oh, happy hour ends soon." And I was like, "Okay, I have another one."
2: Yeah, but you're already there. Yeah. You're talking about something going to your inbox, mm-hmm. right? So either you could do a deal to get people into your doors on that said day. So yeah. if, um, if Wednesday is a shitty day for you trade-wise and you are going to do some form of a happy hour, you
0: do it that should day. be doing it on that day. Uh-huh.
2: Well, you've got to fill a hole, right? Yeah. And baby, oh, I'm going to go out on a whim here. I'd be curious to see their transactions, so till money over the course of opening hours, Tuesday through Sunday, 12pm to 10pm. And I reckon there will be a correlation between spend dropping at the same time as they've just introduced happy hour. So you're trying to use happy hour to fill and Pump it up mm, because gap. how do I get people in my restaurant? Let's say my re- let's say my restaurant sucks between four and five. So you want guess when I'm doing a happy hour
0: four and five, and then you yep. get and those what people. day am
2: I going to do it? Yeah, yeah. If my dinner sucks on Tuesday and I'm hell bent on needing to fix Tuesday because all my other days are good, guess what? I'll do fucking pasta classes. I'll do fun shit mm. if I need families in and I need to fix my Sunday. I'm going to adjust my Sunday menu specifically to make families. Want to come in, and that I will communicate. Yeah.
0: And so, with the happy hour period, then your say how we speak, like your average order value, the average checkout till. Oh, believe me, restaurants have the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about how can you get the most money out of the customer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds so bad. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is part of the equation Mm because it's like. For, particularly in restaurants, like folks are going to be sitting on that chair for two hours or mm. an hour. You want it to be reasonably high payoff.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So that's why, um, yeah, that's why you want to be able to drive those metrics up and mm. lift it. Because you might find that at lunch times on a Thursday, no one's ordering liquor. They're just ordering a pizza. Yeah. And then they're leaving. It's just like that full lunch yeah. thing. So what do you do to fix lunch? You might not be able to do anything about that at that time, but you might be able to fix 4 p.m. to make up for that problem. Yeah. So you know, turn the pizza oven back on, run cheap drinks, half-price drinks, and then everyone's going to come back.
0: Oh, yeah, right.
2: And um, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll sh- hmm. they'll spend. They'll, that that's ultimately what people are trying to do. But to, to answer your question before about like what I'd do to, for the direct marketing, I think there's this cross between. Trying to get an outcome. If your emails like I love the idea of if you're going to do happy hour and it's for a strategic reason, like I've been we've just broke broke it down there, yeah. and I would communicate that. But you better be balancing that with non-outcome driven mm. communication. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you're telling me that our relationship is based on me spending money, as much money as you want me to spend. Yeah. And I don't like that relationship.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So either we're in this together and I'll tell all my friends about it or we're not. Mm. So you've got to balance it. You've got, you can't just be driving sale. So you think about the brands that are out there and every time you see an EDM from them or a text message it's about sale, so it's, not, it's like, fuck, these guys don't quit. They're still on sale again. Yeah. Right, And then you've got others who go too hard the other way. It's that balancing act. But you've got to be, you need to save some space, have some room to have really genuine interactions with your tribe. Whether you own a, a, um, a day bar, whether you own a restaurant, whether you own uh, a wine bar, you, you should be trying to make really loyal customers. And, and by that I mean build a tribe, mm. value them, take them on the journey, show them some shit along the way, treat them really well, mm. not just treating them like a transaction. $10 pizza, yeah, $5 drinks, yeah, tell us, but what else next time? Mm. Because otherwise everything on your menu is going to end up on sale, buddy. Mm. You're going to run out of tricks. Yeah. And they're not even going to be loyal. You lose twice. Mm.
1: You've got to balance it. Very interesting. Oh, yeah, that
0: makes sense. <laughs> I'm kind hungry <of> now. <laughs> do you think everyone should be a business owner?
2: Oh, no. Yeah. Some people, no, it doesn't suit lots of people. Yeah. Some people love to be able to just go in, be part of a team, do their shift, clock off. Like, mm. that's wonderful for folks. Yeah. You know, it's not everyone's supposed to be a leader, not everyone's supposed to be, um, on the field, mm. some people are best off the field. Some people are best on the field. Some people are best in owning the team. Like it's just no different strokes for different folks. It's like you know, there's no. I I, I strongly suggest that people go into it, you know, with the right reasons, with with genuine passion.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, because then when you do win, then it's so much more meaningful. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, no, definitely not. Like I can think of so many people who shouldn't be business owners. Like, you know, even if you think about your friends, like I'm sure not every single one of your friends owns a business. No, no. So and then think about someone who doesn't and you're like, fuck, that's a, yeah, no, don't do it,
0: Mm, right?
2: And there's some, it's like there's no way you could work for someone else. You have to run your own race. Yeah, So fine. It's so healthy. But, you know, it's like sport. Do I think everyone should run marathons? God no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. should everyone play netball? No. no. yeah. Find what you find what floats your boat and yep. and be passionate about it. Yeah. Don't be so passionate that you can't see what you're doing and, and understand where you are. But go and and then just go and fucking let loose on a on a market, on an industry. Mm. That's the best fun.
1: Mm. What makes a good leader? Like, can you read all the books, listen to all the podcasts, or do you think you're just naturally?
2: It depends on the, to be a leader. Uh, I, I think a lot of the books and uh, a lot of the studies suggest that there's qualities that are required. Yeah, and and a lot of those qualities across all of the books and across all of the studies end up fairly similar. Mm-hmm. I think being empathetic is really important. Mm-hmm. So you don't need my sympathy. You need me to understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. listen to it, and then articulate why yes or no to whatever it is that you're telling me, right? Like if you're asking for change as a, as a member of my team, I can't just say yes to you every time, right?
1: Yeah.
2: And, and my, my ability to be able to just pause, understand where you're coming from, and then be able to talk to you about how we're going to approach this thing that you've brought to my table. If I can do that, that will probably be a pretty good team. So I think what you need is is really good communication, and I think you need to you need to have pretty strong empathy um, and the ability to take yourself out of the equation. Quite often, you see leaders, and and we've probably worked in businesses. So many people have. Probably worked in big businesses or small businesses, or you know, even if you work part time at a McDonald's, right? It's like you can think of those people who are like, fuck, they sh- they're just, they're just crazy. They shouldn't be there. They're on an ego trip or whatever. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's probably not a not a good trait. But yeah, I, I think if you're if you're depending on the business and how big you want that business to be, but when they talk about like level civil le- leadership, it's like. It's pretty common, some of those traits, and it's like what's your ability to see a difficult task through
0: mm-hmm.
2: no matter how crazy it gets? Yeah. You know, what does that resilience look like at an absolute extreme level? Mm-hmm. And then what is your ability to be able to communicate clearly to multiple levels in high-stress environments look like? Like if you can do those two things, you're probably already they're probably two pretty good ticks. The other one will be empathy. Um, yeah, I think if you can do those three things, you're probably going to be half good. Yeah. Half good.
1: Half good. You want to be very <laughs> no, good. No, but like this yeah. is
2: that thing like you think about you two, and it's your ability to be able to pause, not react, and communicate using your ears first. Mm-hmm right, ears first, mouth last, yeah, that's the thing, mm-hmm. eyes second, like that's how we're supposed to communicate, mm. yeah. So you got two ears for a reason, one mm. mouth for a reason, listen twice, talk once. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you two communicate with each other in high stress, your ability to just pause, not react and listen yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. Even if you think about communicating with loved ones, Yeah. pause, don't react, understand what they're saying. Understand why they're saying it. You know, it's it could be a, it could be an argument over where the the laptop charger is. It could be sure. it could be an argument about you put thirty dollars on this ad. We said forty.
0: Mm.
2: So, well, understand it. Like, understand where they're coming from. Did you make a uh, Did you make a commitment that you were going to put forty bucks on the ad? When you decided not to. Why didn't you communicate that change? Mm. And then own it. And go, well, I didn't do it for this reason, this reason, this reason. The other person's probably gonna go, you should have fucking told me.
1: Yeah.
2: And then you'd be big enough to go, yeah, that's fair. So mm-hmm. let's move on. Right. So it's like, yeah, if you can do those things, then yeah, you're you're probably gonna be good. But <laughs> but you need to be able to you need to be able to do the hard shit. When it's really hard, and 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 have that that absolute extreme level of resilience, yeah. right? Firstly, because it's no one's going to want to be around someone who's freaking out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, everyone can feel it, mm. and it, you know, I, I was lucky enough to lead really large teams, and if I go out to where everyone was, and I'm freaking out, that they are going to know. Mm. Right and and there were lots of leaders who would freak out and the team would suffer. The team would suffer cuz they're freaking out what does this mean for me? What does this mean for the business? What is it, what it, what does it mean, you know? And, and it's it sucks. Yeah. So your ability to be able to write out the difficult stuff is is really important for a leader. Like think about your parents.
0: Well, that's exactly what I was just thinking in my head. I was like I always like parents are leaders. They lead their mm. leaders to their kids. So yep. if you can take those qualities Take him home, or any in any relationship, yeah. you're going to be a better person in that relationship. Yeah,
2: I, I think when I when I have moments of being a really good dad, mm. and I take parenthood very seriously, when I have moments where I'm really good at it, is when I don't react to anything, and my absolute focus is pure understanding where are you at the moment, what do you need at this moment in time and how can I help when I have that kind of clarity and that kind of patience, yeah, I've got fucking happy kids that are growing, Mm. right? Like they're growing emotionally, they're growing physically, um, especially at my kids' age, like they're growing every day, right? But it's... yeah, I think I think those qualities are, are really important. But yeah. you've got to communicate. You've got to listen, particularly and, and especially leaders. Yeah. Yeah? Just, just remember, if you're only going to, for a leadership thing, listen twice, speak once.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great I want to end on, and I'll give you a little time to think about this. Oh, the, ke- the key takeaway of the first episode was, mm-hmm. for anyone in a business, if, the profit and loss. If you don't know how to read profit and loss, yep. you don't know how to run a business. Mm-hmm. What would be the next stage, the next key takeaway for business owners?
2: Same. Und- understand, okay. So, so, they, so, know so imagine, they know their
0: profit and loss now yep. from the first so episode? Un-
2: understand what, how you got to that point. So understand how or, or why each line says what it says. Mm. So if your cost of goods was uh, seemingly high, I want you to have a really good understanding of how you got to that point. Was it intentional? Was it unintentional? Were you doing it under pressure? Did a factory ask you to just order more and you did? Did you not actually problem solve? Like I, I would want you to understand what those levers are and if you've got really high uh Net sales, what were the levers that got you those high sales? What are the activities that you did? Right. Because that's what we also want to know when we trade a business. We, we want to know what works. Yeah. Mm. So you're going to see all these numbers, but we want to know where the leaks are and how we got to that point because no one wakes up in the morning going, I want to fuck this up. I want to make a mistake today. Mm. No one wakes up going, I want to be fairly average today. No one, right? Yeah. We all wake up either tired or going, let's murder it, right? Everyone goes to start a task hopefully going, I, I want to do a good job of this, right? And it's no different with business. We, we go into it going, I want to do a good job of this and it's It's like, okay, cool, you've got all these numbers now. Now we know how to produce all of this, you know, really meaningful reporting, but now I want to actually understand the how and the why so that then when we get to stage three, we can start to to decide and be really deliberate about what we do more of, what we do less of, what we park completely, um, what needs addressing, like what do we need to problem solve? Does that mean we need to go to China to renegotiate with factories? Mm-hmm. Do we need to find new factories? Do we have a hole in our supply chain or our logistics? Like, there's going to be a whole heap of problem solving that needs to basically be on our roadmap now for the next 12 months. And this is why I always start with understanding first, get the numbers, then get an understanding, then let's let's build the roadmap of what we need to hit. Um, so, so it's understand how and why. Mm. Yep. So, yeah.
0: How and why. How and why. One little tip for anyone who's listening, how Tully and I discovered the how and why is we have a reporting date every Tuesday. We go over sales, everything, and we also document what happened that week. So if like… An influencer posted. The, exactly. The gross profit was really high. Like, okay, what was our EDM um, return Ads. that week? What was our ad return? Did we drop something new? And so now we've got like a full… Yeah calendar of, okay, we know right. of what happens.
2: So, so then what we can do, right, then we go, uh, we fast forward, say, three, four months, and we say, oh, hey, what activities or what promotional activities, if any, are we going to do in April 2024? Yeah. And you go, okay, what did we do last year? Yeah. You go back to that thing. Or you go, hey, let's have a look at the full year, 12 months, sales. We had one really good month. What happened? I don't want guesses. I don't want your memory. I don't want nostalgia. I don't need storytelling. I want facts.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so handy. Like we were even looking at it the other day and we're like, okay, September for us is quite a slow month. Yep. Like let's prepare for that for next year because we looked at the year before and it was still slow.
2: Or problem solve how how to fix it because we know. And then when you go problem solve, someone says, what did you do in a good month? Mm. Find the good month, go through the list, (laughs) You've got now a toolkit. Yeah. you've got a hammer, you've got a screwdriver, yeah. now you can go and use them. And we've already. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
1: kind of it's not problem solved yet but even today when we're working with you we're like okay these styles are going to drop in September and that'll help recover the last two years hopefully Mm. that were slower sales because we didn't have anything new newness
2: yeah
1: um but yeah so that's everyone's homework if they want homework yeah
2: how and why (laughs) how and why why.
1: I love that all right and do a reporting day (laughs) (laughs) thank you Harrison and again thank you for everything you do for us welcome Thank thank
2: you thank you.
0: It's us again. We're back. It's Tully and Sarah. And if you don't know, we have an activewear brand called Tully Lou. And we have Australia's favorite leggings, but not only do we have leggings, we've got hoodies, we've got outerwear, we've got
1: everything that you may need for an active lifestyle. So we want to give you guys an offer if you've never shopped at Tully Lou, or if you've shopped at Tully Lou.
0: and you just want $15 off your next order, you need to take this offer and it's TL cherry, all caps, all one word, and pop that in
1: at checkout, and you will get $15 off. So head to our website. It's www.tallyloo.com, or head to our Instagram, stalk our page, use the code, and let's get you all in some TL. And welcome to the family.